Hey, from New Jersey, it's the SNL Nerds, the show where two comics from New Jersey nerd out about Saturday Night Live. I'm your co-host, Darren Patterson. And I'm your co-host, John Trumbull. John Trumbull, how are you, sir, during these hazy, crazy days of summer? Darren, I'm, <laughs> I'm very tired, and and I'm not feeling right. You, you started off that, that statement with an exasperated sigh, yeah. and I feel like that said it all. Yeah. Oh boy. Alright, alright. So hey, maybe we'll keep this one short, man. I don't know. We don't have to ramble and babble all yeah. day. Yeah, this is uh you know, we were originally gonna do something else, which we will probably will get to before the summer, and then I then I thought, hey, you know that new Space Jam movie is out. Bill Murray was in the original Space Jam. We should talk about the original Space Jam. That's right. So we are. That's what we're doing. We're talking about the original Space Jam, which came out November 15th, 1996, uh, directed by uh, Joe Pitka. Uh, I looked up his name. He seems to be mostly like a music video director. He didn't seem to have too many movies under his belt. Like he's like I, I looked under his like uh, music videos. He's mostly done um, some a lot of stuff with Michael Jackson. He directed uh, The Way You Make Me Feel video, Dirty Diana, Heal the World. And uh, yeah, I I mean, this movie was a huge, huge, huge hit. Had a budget of 80 mil and it made like over 250 mil. And um, yeah, I mean, I remember when this movie came out. I remember it being a big deal. I remember the uh, song, I Believe I Can Fly, was everywhere, uh, sung by uh, He Who Shall Not Be Named nowadays. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I remember that this movie came out. I was in like uh, what sophomore year of college. And Oddly enough, I had no desire to see this film. And you'd think I would because I'm a huge fan of Looney Tunes. You know, I modeled my whole life after Bugs Bunny. And it has Bill Murray in it. And so, like, with those two things, you would think, oh, I'm going to see this movie. But I looked at those trailers and I was like, no, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, like, it it was my idea we should do this movie. And then when I got up this morning, I was like, I don't want to watch fucking Space Jam. Mm-hmm. And so I was I was putting it off this morning. Oh, dear. Yeah. I, I, like, I woke up. I was like, you know what? I think I would rather watch the videotape from The Ring than watch the movie Space <laughs> Jam. I would rather have a soggy-haired child crawl out of my TV screen and and murder me as I, as I said. That was how I was feeling this morning. Uh, I was just not, I was so not feeling the Space Jam. But I was like, oh, we're, we're stuck, because we already said we were doing it at the end of the last episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, spoiler alert, guys. We're, we're, we're not huge fans of this early Space Jam movie. I mean, but you saw, I mean, I mean, this movie came out, you were around in 96, the, so, and you didn't see it in the theater either, or you didn't see it at all. I did not see it at all, no. I... And- no, I mean, like you, I'm not. I'm not a sports fan, not a basketball fan. I don't. No, it just it didn't look good. <laughs> and uh, uh, correct assessment, 1996, John. Yeah, you nailed it again, 1996, Darren. Well, well played. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll get into it, but yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot happening here <laughs> in this film, and uh, yeah, I is mean, there it, is there a lot happening? I mean, visually, not story-wise, there's not much. But, like, you know, with colors and all the crazy uh, looniness, 
it, it does have there. colors. I will give I'll give this movie that it has yeah. colors occurring at various points. Yeah, I mean, and I don't, I I could sort of understand why this movie has such like a cult following nowadays because like I I mean I guess if this movie came out when I was like eleven or twelve, yeah, maybe I, I would have some you know some affection for it. But you know when this movie came out, I was, I was a grown ass man. Yeah. So, but like, yeah. I mean, that, but maybe that's probably why, like, all the, like, you know, kids who saw this when they were youngins, like, are grown ups now, and, the, and now they're like, oh, you, mo- you know, what movie's awesome, Space Jam, which is no, why now- <laughs> no, no, it is not. It, it yeah. it's awesome if you saw it when you were like six. Yeah, and even it, then, it's like you don't think the movie's awesome; you just think being six is awesome. You just want to be a kid right. again. Right. If you saw this movie past the onset of puberty, no, it's it is not good. It's 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 really not. It's uh, you know, I mean, what was the pitch of this movie? It's like, hey, do you like the Looney Tunes? Well, what if we combined the Looney Tunes with the comedic stylings of Michael Jordan? Yeah, dude, Michael this, Jordan. What the he? What was he? He's he's a really bad actor. <laughs> yeah, even by like non-actor standards, he's he's not good. Yeah, I mean, like, look, I know he's a you know he's an athlete, and I I have on record saying that yeah, athletes aren't usually good actors. It's usually like you know it's a crapshoot. But even by even by like the lowest standards you would have for a <laughs> for an athlete to be an actor, Michael Jordan does not meet those standards. No. You can dunk a basketball, but as as far as like you know, giving dialogue, that's 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 beyond his pay grade. And I mean, at this time, Michael Jordan was everywhere. This is like the height of Michael Jordan. He was doing all the commercials and things. They have like an in joke in the movie at one point about all of the various products he's endorsed. Right, that one uh, Wayne Knight says where yeah, he, like, he combines all his all the stuff he endorses into one sentence. I thought I was like, yeah. oh, that's I mean, that's kind of clever. Yeah, uh, uh, sort of slightly self-aware-ish. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a I wouldn't like... say it was funny, but <laughs> it was yeah, a I mean, thing they did. I mean, yeah, there's a few, like, meta winks to the camera here and there. I thought that I was like, oh, that's kind of clever. Yeah. But there were, there were few and far between. Yeah, he, said, he says, come on, Michael, it's game time. Slip on your Hanes, lace up your Nikes, take your Wheaties and your Gatorade, and we'll grab a Big Mac on the way to the ballpark. So, so I mean, that was... first off, Wheaties, Gatorade, and a Big Mac—that's a weird meal. Yeah, that—that's that, a weird combination of foods. They were stretching with that one. Yeah. Uh oh boy. All right, so uh, shall we uh, dive in on this? And how do, how do we want to do this? Um. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I guess I guess we have to. <laughs> it's. Okay. All right. All right. So, well, so uh, yeah. I mean, the movie starts out with with the song "I Believe I Can Fly," and already I'm hate, hating this movie for making me think about R. Kelly. Oh boy. Yeah this this uh, this movie begins and ends with "I Believe I Can Fly." Yeah. Like it. Uh, I don't. And I, I think that's another thing I, I wasn't crazy about this movie. It just seems like this movie was. A soundtrack with a movie written around it. Yeah, yeah. We, like, we also had the, the the seal cover of "Fly Like an Eagle." 
Yeah, uh, like I don't know if the world needed a cover of "Fly Like an Eagle." It didn't. I mean, Seal needed a pay. Seal needed a paycheck, but the world didn't need that song. Yeah, yeah, and and I remember that I believe I can fly was like this big monster hit back then. I mean, that song was everywhere. That was that was like the uh, the Celine Dion Titanic song of its day. Yeah, yeah, it was huge. I mean, the radio played it all the time. I'm pretty sure, like kids sang it at graduations, which is, I mean, that's a whole nother level of. Uh, I you know I I shouldn't have even said that I I feel gross saying that yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah like this was this was like one of those huge monster hits that you just could not escape no much as you wanted to uh, and right. and we open up with in in summer 1973 and it's a young ten year old Michael Jordan he's practicing shooting hoops in his backyard right and his dad comes out and it's like what you doing now boy. It's like I'm I'm gonna, I'm playing basketball. I'm gonna be the greatest basketball player in the world. Yeah, I'm gonna play for North Carolina, and then I'm gonna go to the NBA, and then I'm gonna do this and that. And you know, he's basically summarizing Michael Jordan's career. Right, and then we get like a clip reel of all of Michael Jordan's accomplishments, just showing how amazing he is. Yeah, it's I, I, I like. The first five minutes of this movie are basically, it's just a montage of Michael Jordan making baskets. And these credits are infinite. Yeah. It's like, hey, isn't Michael J- Jordan awesome? Look how awesome he is. Oh, he's so cool. He's so awesome. I mean, I, he, I mean he's an amazing player. I, I, won't, I don't want yeah, to take yeah. away from him. But still, this is, this was, this, all this was a bit much. I was just expecting a bit more equal footing between Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes characters. And no, none of that. Just all Michael Jordan. It's just. That's right. right. Looney Tunes are in Michael Jordan's world, baby. I guess so. Uh, You in his house. And then and then after the the infinite opening credits with Michael Jordan just making basket after basket after basket after basket. He announces his retirement from basketball and says he wants to go play pro baseball, which, you know, that is a thing that happened. Yeah. He thought, oh, I'll play baseball now because I'm too awesome and amazing at basketball, as you've seen per my highlight reel, which you've seen only moments ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's a weird thing. Yeah, I mean, I think a few people have done it, like like Bo Jackson and whatnot. But yeah, I, like Bo Jackson, I think was playing both at the same time, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think it was like football and baseball. Yeah. Or something like that. Uh, but, but yeah, Michael Jordan, he took a break from professional basketball, and then for I, I guess a year or two there, he decided to play pro ball in the minor leagues. Right, right. He played. Uh, he played. He played the baseball. And, and... I don't think he was very good. He was not. <laughs> and so then after a little bit of that, he was just like, you know what? I'm going back to the pro basketball. He was as good a baseball player as he was an actor. Yeah. Uh, I say was in the past tense like he's dead, but he's, he's not. He's, he's still with us. And but, but it's a weird thing to wrap your movie around that because apparently by the time this movie was released, he had already gone back to basketball. Yeah, I guess that they wanted this to sort of reflect his his actual life and actual trajectory and, you know, keep it real or something. But I, it didn't, I mean, it didn't really need that. It didn't really add anything to the movie or no, I mean, no. I mean, I mean, there's not a whole lot of like self-deprecating stuff about him, you know, not being all that great of a baseball player. 
Well, you can't say he's not great. He's Michael Jordan. He's great at everything. He's amazing at everything he does. Even uh, as you've seen, like when he played baseball and he was on the team and he wasn't great, um, they showed like the the picture telling him when to hit and when not to hit. Yeah. They're, they're all trying to make him look great. Yeah, the, the catcher, that is. Catcher. I, I don't know yeah. sports. I he's, don't know sports, people. He's, he's tipping Michael Jordan off on what pitches he's he's going to get. He's like, oh, there, there's going to be a curveball. Don't swing at that. Uh, right. Because every like the subject is like everybody just loves Michael Jordan so much that they don't want to see him fail, or they they can't even admit that he's failing. And he, yeah, he strikes out, and he goes back into the dugout, and everybody's like, "Oh, that was a great strikeout, Michael." It's like you look you look so good when you strike out. Whenever I strike out, I look terrible. You look good. You make it look good, man. You're so amazing. You're so cool. You're so cool. It's it's yeah. a literally just 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 the uh, the whole team just just you know just. Washing his balls, making him think he's the the king of the world. <laughs> yeah, um, and and also we we also cut to uh, up in outer space. There's this place called Moron Mountain, which is this outer space amusement park. Yeah, an amusement park in outer space, right? Because aliens like amusement parks too. Yeah, of course, aliens enjoy a good uh, Six Flags. Um, and, uh, the guy in charge there, voiced by Danny DeVito. Uh, yeah, doc, uh, I think his name is Mr. Swackhammer, or from that one. That sounds right, yeah. It's like Jackhammer, but with swack. Right. And he's like, we, we need a new attraction. People are losing interest in the outer space amusement park. We need something that's going to draw the crowds. And behind him, they're, they're running a bunch of the classic Looney Tunes cartoons. Right, because in outer space they get, uh, you know, TiVo or <laughs> they have Verizon files up in outer well, space. Well, like our TV signals are going out into space, so you know, I, I can buy that. Okay, all right, all right. I, yeah, I, I take it back. I take the science is valid. I take it back. But again, I, it's never a good idea to, in the middle of your movie, show a clip of something that is far more entertaining than your movie. Because like they're they're showing clips of classic Looney Tunes cartoons, and I'm and I'm immediately just going. I wish I was watching any one, any given one of those cartoons. Yeah, it's like putting Dumbo in 1941. Right, right. I would I would rather watch the 1941 racism of Dumbo <laughs> than the movie 1941. Yeah, it's 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 far more entertaining. Yeah. So uh, so yeah so Swackhammer. Um, you know, hatches a scheme to go get the Looney Tunes from Earth and, right. you know, kidnap them, bring them back to the amusement park in outer space and have aliens, you know, look at them and have them perform for him. And that, that'll be the big draw. So, you know, yeah. basically, you know, slavery in it, kind of. Flawless plan. Flawless I mean, plan. Just, just a flawless plan. That's right. Uh, uh, meanwhile, back on Earth, we're at the baseball game with the Barons, uh, right. and uh, Michael Jordan's struck out, and we meet Wayne Knight. He's playing the Barons' new publicist, Stan Stan Podolak. Yes, and he's like the normal, you know, schlubby, sweaty, goofy, you know, nerdy dude, and he's always stumbling and fumbling. I believe you know. that is called a Wayne Knight character. Yeah. <laughs> He has a type. He has a type. Yeah, I mean, particularly in the mid '90s, he he had a type. I mean, right. And then Josh Gad came in and just stole all his thunder. 
Well, yeah, yeah. Josh Gad was like the the younger model for that. <laughs> Wayne Knight f- f- tripped so Josh Gad could fly. <laughs> right. I believe I can. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, so the owner of the team, uh, the Barons that Jordan plays on, is tell Stan, you know, make sure Michael Jordan's happy, do whatever, do whatever he wants, make him, you know, he's he's our cash cow, you know, just uh, wait on him at on hand and foot, be and, his I mean, comic relief sidekick for the next hour and a half. Exactly, I was like, all right, I mean, as a publicist, is, is that, are you supposed to do that? Is that your job as a publicist? But. I guess when you're as huge as Michael Jordan, yes, you you act more like a personal assistant than a publicist. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, so as the game goes on, we see uh, the game is interrupted by a flying spaceship that flies overhead as they're they're going into uh, you know Toontown. The aliens are there to get the the Looney Tunes, and right. everybody in the ballpark is like, oh. And, and apparently all the Looney Tunes live underground for some reason, because the, the, the spaceship goes into the parking lot of a, a shopping center, and and then Toontown is underneath the parking lot. Yeah, they live, I guess, at, at the at the core of the Earth, near the, yeah, near, I, near I the mantle. Didn't, I didn't get why that was a thing. They're mole people, John. You didn't know this? <laughs> I just, but they have a sky and clouds <laughs> in the sky and sunlight. So I don't get anything from that, that they live underground. I don't, you didn't know that there's more sense in like Roger rabbit where like Toontown's on the other side of the tunnel. Yeah. You didn't know that the second earth inside this earth, a lunar earth. Yeah. Apparently the earth is hollow and the inside is not Pellucidar. It's, it's the Looney Tunes world. Right. Or maybe they dug through the earth and came out the other end and that's where they are. So they're in China. Uh, Yeah. Let's say okay. let's say that. I mean, you know, again, the science. I, the science sounds it sounds to me. Yeah, yeah, and we we see uh, the, the aliens almost immediately encounter Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd, but neither one sounds quite right because Mel Blanc is dead. Um, so. All right, I believe they're voiced by uh, Billy West, if I'm not mistaken. They are both voiced by Billy West, who is a great. A voiceover uh, actor himself, but it's just you know you can't really replace Mel Blanc. Yeah, I mean, if you don't know Billy West, he's done a ton of voiceover stuff. He he uh, did uh, Bugs Bunny, Elmo Fudd in this uh, in this movie. Right. He's he was the red M M&M and M in the M M&M and M commercials. Uh, Ren and uh, Stimpy. Um, uh, he did. He was Doug in the cartoon Doug. Yeah, he used uh, to be on uh, the Howard Stern show a lot. He does uh, killer impressions of all the Three Stooges. Yeah, he does a fantastic Larry Fine. Uh, Futurama, mm-hmm. he was the voice of Farnsworth, Zoidberg, Philip uh, Fry, and Zap Brannigan. Right. Uh, I think he was the Honey Nut Cheerios B for a little bit. Like, he's he's got an impressive resume. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, his, his Bugs and his Elmer are just like, mm, I mean, they're passable. But, you know, it's just it's just tough. They're just never going to sound quite right. Right, you, you you can't you can't improve on the original sometimes. Because because apparently, like after Mel Blanc uh, passed away, I think it was around nineteen ninety something like that. Um, there are there have been like different people who voice his characters, right. and it changes from pro- project to project because like apparently every director has their own preference. They were like, oh well, I think this guy's bugs is better than this person's bugs. 
So it varies a lot. There hasn't been like one person who's taken over the voices. Uh, so they haven't found one that just totally nailed it just yet. No, I mean, but well, because a talent like Mel Blanc only comes along once in a generation. And his, mm. his son, Noel Blanc, took over some of the voices for a while. Oh, wow. I didn't know um, but and I don't know if he still does it or not, but, you know, it, it varies a lot. But, you know, we, we got a lot of odd sounding Looney Tunes characters in this movie. Yeah, some like off brands, like the uh, yeah, I don't know, like the, like the no frills version of the original, right? Yeah, the uh, the Kmart knockoff. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what it feels like, uh, just inevitably, just because you know Mel Blanc's not around. Um, so we, we we cut back to the real world or the the human world, and uh, Stan, the publicist, Wayne Knight is driving Michael Jordan home. Uh, again, that's weird. You'd think Michael Jordan would have a car service. You'd think so. I mean, he's like, we, we just saw like this whole highlight reel how, of how he's amazing and the most, you know, beloved, you know, sports star in the world. You'd think yeah. somebody would just get him like an Oldsmobile or some type of, like a town car and then yeah. drive him home. I mean, I realize it's 1996 and Uber's not a thing yet, but you, you'd think you could do better than the team's publicist. That just yeah. <laughs> driving home his ratty car. Yeah, exactly. At the very least, like a, a super nice sedan. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, so Michael Jordan gets home. He's he's got a he's got a bulldog by the name of Charles, named after Charles Barkley, who comes up and greets him and licks him half to death. Yeah, dude, that looks so fake. <laughs> like when the dog jumped into his arms. Yeah, like it's weird. He. And, all right, I'll say it. And like he's su- he's such a bad actor. Even that looked like staged <laughs> and phony. Like it, it w- I, I I can't describe it. But guys, if you watch it, it's like wow, that looks really terrible. There there's like a shot of of the bulldog running towards him, and then it cuts to like a reverse shot where you see this vague dog like shape leap up towards Michael Jordan, and then it just boom smash cut to Michael Jordan on the ground with the dog on top of him licking his face. I was like, this film calls 80 mil and they couldn't fix that up? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's after Terminator 2, so you'd think you could do like a little CGI bulldog or something. I don't know, but... Oh, boy. Okay. It, oh, uh, so... It uh, looks bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, I'm sorry, I'm looking through the trivia of this film right now. On uh, Quick little note, I just thought it interests me. Uh, to keep Michael Jordan happy while filming... Warner Brothers built him an actual basketball court on the set so he could use it whenever he could on breaks. Okay. <laughs> I mean, wow. I mean, I guess he's not straying too far from set if you do that. So Yeah, but still, it's just like, oh, we, we want to keep him happy. Just build him an ent- entire set. Like, not even, like, a portable hoop or just, like, you know. They didn't even nail like a hoop on top of the garage door. They just yeah. built them a whole, a whole court. That is that would be hilarious if they just made Michael Jordan just <laughs> shoot hoops at the top of a garage door. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> Somebody just got him a Nerf set. The plastic one. That would be hilarious. That would be that would be funnier than anything in this movie, yeah. frankly. Okay, I, I'm borrowing this. It's for my daughters. We got to have it back by eight. Um. But, you know, he comes home and uh, his his wife and his three kids are there. Uh, apparently, it, it uses the, the real names of his wife and kids 
but it's not his real wife and kids. It's actors playing his wife and kids. Oh yeah, uh, the the wife I believe is uh, uh, Teresa, Teresa Randall. Yeah, she's been in stuff. I just I can't remember. Yeah. I'll look it up. But like I know her name's she, very I, familiar. Yeah. But like I, I remember seeing her. In, oh, two, oh, she was in Bad Boys, and oh yeah, she plays Martin Lawrence's wife in Bad Boys and Bad Boys Two. Oh well, there you uh, go. She was in Spawn. Yeah, she was in a bunch of stuff in the nineties, yeah. and like she just plays the wife, and she really doesn't have anything to do in this film really not really no no she's just like there like the you know the tv the radio is reporting on how michael jordan's not a very good baseball player his his batting average is bad and his kids are watching this report and michael jordan's like hey well let's switch over to something else let's and they they start watching a looney tunes cartoon right uh, a roadrunner cartoon and then porky pig comes on in the middle of the cartoon and says hey we've got a we've got a cartoon unit union meeting we've got a Meet up, and then they all leave the cartoon. Yeah, they're in a union. You didn't know that? Yeah. Well, I mean, no, I'm not questioning that the Looney Tunes characters have unionized. I think that is that is a fine and and good thing, and they should get the best possible deal they can get from Warner Brothers. I just think it's weird that apparently they do all of those cartoons live, <laughs> and that they can just leave them in the middle, but. That is true. I never thought of that. It's it's it is like SNL. How about that? <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Oh boy. Um, yeah, but so they just leave this cartoon empty, and then we and we cut to all the Looney Tunes there meeting up together at their union hall. Uh, <laughs> their VFW. <laughs> right. Right. No, apparently the the number that they used for that hall was the actual number for the animators union. Oh wow! All right. Yeah. Nice, nice it's egg. it's eight hundred something. I don't have the number here handy, but. Uh, yeah, so that's a neat little in joke. Okay, there you go. That's something. So, um, yeah, so the the aliens come in. They're like, "Hey, we want to kidnap you to take you to the outer space amusement park." And the Looney Tunes are like, "No, we don't want to do that. <laughs> no, thank you. Bye. We we don't. No, we, that's uh, that would be bad." Um, and then somehow it comes up that they were like, "Well, we're going to challenge you." to and they, they look at the aliens and they're like oh well they're all really short and they they're roly-poly and they can't jump very high let's challenge them to a basketball game right and so they challenge them to a basketball game and they don't even know what basketball is the aliens so no no so then uh they decide all right well we gotta we challenge we get been challenged to a basketball game time to find out what basketball is we need to do this research so they the aliens, they, they stack themselves up on top of each other because they're all very short. Yeah, and, uh, then, they, and then they go into a, a Knicks game at the Garden, and they right. take some seats next to uh, Dan Castellana and Patricia Heaton. Yeah, yeah. I was not expecting to see them. The yeah, voice of Homer Simpson and the wife from Everybody Loves Raymond. Ah, uh, Deborah. <laughs> so yeah so we got and and they're they're all like rustling under the trench coat thing that they are and patricia heaton's character thinks they're doing something pervy yeah so you 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 know we you know what you think yeah so i guess i guess that's supposed to be a joke that like goes over the kids heads but the parents are like ha, ha, ha. she thinks it's masturbating <laughs> yeah <laughs> i get that masturbating joke someday you will soon too son yeah so, uh, 
and wow, this movie is slow. This movie takes forever to like set up the main premise. Yeah, I mean, it's a short film. It's only like an hour and a half, but it, it does. The pacing is kind of it's kind of drags. It is an hour and a half, but it drags so much. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it really does. All yeah. right. Uh, so at this point, we see the aliens watching a, a game. We see mm-hmm. them watching uh, Charles Barkley when he was with the Suns. And so they're like, oh, he looks really good. He's tall and he can play the basketballs. Let's yeah. steal his talent and put it in this basketball for us. And that's right. what they do. They kind of like. Because that is an ability that they have that has not been established or anything. But no, you know, it's just suddenly ability that they have because yeah. the plot needs them to have that ability. Yeah, like I had no idea they could do that until they did it. And I was like, oh, that, yeah. that really came out of nowhere. But all yeah. right. So they, they steal the basketball talent from Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Sean Bradley, Larry Johnson, and Muggsy Bogues. I've always loved that name, Muggsy. I'm sorry. It's just... Muggsy is an awesome name. Muggsy is... I mean, that's... I mean, I, I've never heard of a basketball player with the name Muggsy. It should always be like a, a mobster in a 1940s movie. <laughs> yeah, shame, yeah. Like a Muggsy! Yeah! <laughs> Get out of um, here. Get out of here, big lug. But they they steal they magically steal the the basketball playing abilities from those five players, and they all mutate into monsters. So they're they're now like super tall, super ripped monsters. Yeah, yeah one point, beautiful. yeah, one point, like one of them kind of tur- it, the way one turned into it kind of reminded me of Abomination from the Marvel movies. Mm. Like the, he was like all green and he got the scales on his back. I was like, Jesus, yikes. You're getting a big Tim Roth vibe from him. Exactly. Gotcha. <laughs> he, okay. He, he went up to Harlem, tore up the place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so while they now the aliens have those basketball players' talents and the, and the basketball players, uh, you know, uh, Patrick Ewing and Barkley and Bose and all them, now, they, now they're talentless. They don't know how to play basketball anymore. Right. And they're Which, just wandering around the court like, huh? What? What do we do? Yeah. And, that, and they come back to them quite a bit in this movie. I, I, There's a lot more of the other basketball players in this movie than I was expecting. Yes. Yeah, and like I, mean, I feel like that's part of the part that kind of helps that helps drag the movie down a little bit because they're again. Oh, there, there's so many parts that help drag this movie. Down. <laughs> it doesn't need help. <laughs> like the, the parts between the opening and the closing credits of the film, I felt really dragged the film down. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> so just that, just those parts. Yeah, yeah, no, just just those parts. I mean, the the, the rest was okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So, all right. So then, uh, the Looney Tunes see that the monsters are all juiced up on talent, and right. now now they're you know shaking in their shorts, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, we, we need help. We've got to we got to get somebody on our team. We need a ringer." Yeah. Uh, cut two. We see Michael Jordan playing golf with Larry Bird and Mr. Bill Murray. Bill Murray, easily uh, the best part of this movie. Yes, yes, Bill Murray is is pretty entertaining with what he has to do, um, and apparently, a part of the reason he he agreed to be in this movie was he had previously passed up on the chance to be in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, and he didn't really? want to pass up on another live action animated hybrid. So, oh wow, I didn't know that. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I. Maybe he was, I guess he was considered for, for Eddie Valiant in Roger Rabbit. I don't know, but. Hmm. That's a good, I got to think about that. Yeah. Bill Murray is Eddie Valiant. Yeah, because I know Bob Hoskins is, 
I mean, he was. I'm, I'm sure he wasn't their first choice because, like, it, he doesn't seem to be like the, like the the, the first person you think of. Well, Bob think. Hoskins, you know, he wasn't a name. Um, yeah, you know, he, was, he was like a working character actor. But yeah, I, I I can see them wanting to go for a name actor first. Right, right. All right yeah. Now, I mean, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Now I got to see who was in uh, in the running for that thing. Yeah, yeah. We should hmm. we should look that up. Okay. Um. I mean, or, I mean, who knows? Maybe they considered him for Judge Doom or another character in that. But I, I could oh. easily see him playing Eddie Valiant. Oh wow! Okay, all right. So, um, all right, yeah. So they're at the golf course, uh, yeah. playing golf. Uh, Bill Murray talks about how, well, now that all the players don't have their talent, maybe, maybe I can get a shot there, fella. Maybe I can uh, right. go up there and do the dribble ups. Yeah, we need we need somebody to come into the NBA, somebody who who doesn't have any professional experience, but is still a good player and. Michael Jordan and Larry Bird are both like, yeah, but you're not a good player. Um, At that point, I hope Bill Murray was like, well, you're not a good actor, but you're in this movie. What's <laughs> oh, oh damn. damn. You just got damn. Murray. <laughs> and uh, by the way, we are 30 minutes into the movie at this point, and we're watching a freaking golf game. Yep. <laughs> we're still like setting up the main conflict of the movie. And it's it's a movie about cartoon characters and aliens playing basketball. It, I don't think it needs this much setup. It really doesn't. Yet Ooh, somehow, <laughs> we are still setting it up a third of the way into the damn movie. It's, it's there's a lot of setup for this. It's uh, yeah. Oh boy. So uh, so I mean they're they're playing and Michael Jordan uh, shoots his shot. He he makes his golf shot and he ends up making a hole in one. And we find out it's because it, like Bugs is underneath the ground with a magnet and he, he's drawing the golf ball to the, to the hole. Cause apparently golf balls are magnetic. Yeah. I didn't get that either. You didn't get, you caught that, right? I was like, wait, it's a golf ball. It's not metal. So how is this? I guess happening? it's just cartoon logic. I mean, it's a cartoon uh... magnet. So it attracts everything. But I mean, so Michael Jordan, he's very excited. Cause he's like, Hey, I made my very first hole in one. Another sport I can totally dominate. <laughs> And have my gambling addiction and <laughs> <laughs> and all that, and they could make a documentary about this in twenty years. Yeah. Uh, and he he reaches into the the hole to retrieve his golf ball, and he's like pulled down into the hole in like a cartoon kind of fashion. Yeah, and he gets you know pulled down into Tune World. Uh, God. Michael Jordan's really not a good actor. Like, because, <laughs> like, after all this happens, you know, he's like, Bugs Bunny, that you? This is crazy. <laughs> like, it's, it's really that bad. It's like, that's the level of shock that he registers. Yeah. Because he, he does not even know that the Looney Tunes characters are real. They apparently have lived just the secret existence for all this time, like 50 years or more, living underground and periodically making cartoons. Yeah. Apparently this is a, this is new to everybody. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm still looking about this uh, Eddie Valiant thing. I can't, still can't find okay. it. Although I did find, um, I, I did find. Yeah, you know, well, let's well, let's talk about Who Framed Roger Rabbit because that's I like that movie. Yeah, they, well, that's much more interesting. I would much rather talk about Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, I did find that Tim Curry did audition for Judge Doom. Okay, I can see that. Sure. And an actor that was considered for both Eddie Valiant and Judge Doom, Robin Williams. Okay. Yeah, Which that is, makes sense. That would be interesting. That would yeah. be a, a whole different movie. 
right, all right, all right. That was all right. I'm, I'm still. Yeah, looking. I mean, hey, Bob Hoskins is brilliant in that movie, and I think they made the right choice. I concur. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah. So back back to this mess. So, uh, so yeah. Bugs Bunny explains the situation. Says, "Hey, so these aliens, uh, they came from an outer space, and they want us to go with them to make us their slaves, and for their um." for their amusement park. And at one point, Bug says, they're going to make us do stand-up comedy, the same jokes every night. And I was like, that a, that a swipe against stand-up? Where did that come from? You know what? I totally missed that. Oh, you, you, you really? I think I think my attention was already starting to wander at this point. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I think by this point in the movie, I was like, okay, well, let me, let me look up the INDB trivia. Maybe there's something interesting in there that I can... I'm just like desperately looking for entertainment at this point because this movie is not providing it for me. It is, oh boy. Uh, so, um, yeah. So Michael Jordan hears the whole story. He's like, "Oh yeah, we gotta play basketball against these juiced up space aliens, so right. we don't get enslaved and taken away to another planet." And mm-hmm. Jordan's like, "Oh, that's crazy." I. I'm enjoying your Michael Jordan impression. I have to say, <laughs> oh, oh, why are you y'all, y'all gonna be? Sl- oh, for sure. Oh. He, he's he's just he's very nonchalant about this. It's he's just, nonchalant he, about everything. It's just it, he registers at, at best mild surprise, um, the mildest of surprise. And this is a man who has just found out a that uh, space aliens are real, uh, b that the Looney Tunes characters are real. And see, the fate of the Looney Tunes characters depends on him helping them out with playing basketball. And he just, he takes it all in stride. I do have to hand it to him. Yeah, he, he takes it like somebody gave him a wrong order at a restaurant. Where it's just, oh, <laughs> right. all right. No, that, that's cool. No, that's, that's cool. <laughs> he was like, I was not expecting the shrimp scampi. <laughs> I wanted a tuna milk. All right. <laughs> It's crazy. Uh, but but he's like, well, hey, I've got I'm I'm rusty at the basketball because I've just been I'm such a spectacular minor league baseball player now. So I've got a train to get back into shape. And the Looney Tunes characters, they take him into their gym, which is like this really ratty gym, but they, they do the, the quick uh cartoon cleanup thing. Right. The devil runs through and then it's spick and span looking brand new. Right. I think at one point He's uh, Jordan says, "Wow, this this gym's is, this gym's really run down." And then Daffy says, "There's nothing a little spit shine couldn't couldn't cure." Mm-hmm. And then literally all the Looney Tunes just spit on the ground and right. <laughs> clean the place up. That's kind of gross, but kind of gross. Yeah, more gross than funny. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So then they start training. Meanwhile, we go back to all the basketball players that don't have their uh, abilities anymore. Yeah, yeah we, we we have we have Charles Barkley just sort of wandering the city. He's all forlorn because he can't play basketball anymore. And he comes across this group of girls doing a pickup basketball game, and he he's just watching. And then one of the girls recognizes him. She's like, "Hey, you're Charles Barkley!" And he starts playing with them, and they're like, you know, dunking on him and stuff. Yeah, and then they're like, "You ain't Charles Barkley. You 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 were you were looking like you whack. Get out. Get on out of here. Get on going." Yeah. Uh, then at one point we see Charles Barkley in church praying to the Lord to get his abilities yep. back. And he even says, like, if I get my abilities back, I'll, I'll never go out with Madonna again. Right. Which is like, oh, that's a little swipe at Madonna. But, well. uh, yep. and then yep. as we see them in the hot, we see all the players in the hospital. At one point we see all the players talking to like a, 
a therapist. And at one point, the therapist says something like, "Oh, so do you um do you, you since you lost your abilities with basketballs, have you had any issues performing in other areas, Mister mm-hmm. Ewing?" And Mister Ewing, and of course, Ewing's like, "Hell no!" And he's like, "Oh, right." I was like, "Did they just put in a freaking impotent joke in this child's movie?" We, we did have an impotence joke in the middle of of our uh, Looney Tunes basketball movie, which yeah. I'm assuming that's why the movie was rated PG. Um, <laughs> did you recognize who was playing the psychiatrist? By the way, uh, I did not. It was I don't know the name of this actor, but it's the same guy who played the music teacher in the movie and the TV series Fame. Wow, that is a deep pull. I don't know how. You you recognize him just right off the rip, not even looking it up. Well, I got I've got a good memory for faces, and he's got a kind of a distinctive voice too. So oh. yeah, he's he's a cool character actor. I'm gonna live forever. All yeah, right. well done. So yeah, so like hey, it's a music teacher from Fame. He should yeah. he should be berating Bruno about playing on the electronic keyboards. <laughs> oh my god, these deep cuts! Holy moly, that's that's for all the Fame heads in the audience. <laughs> that's for you, all you Fameaholics. All right, uh, Albert Haig or Hog H A G. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah. And uh, now that I've learned his name, I will do my best to forget it all over again. Yeah. Oh, he passed away in '01. Oh, rest in peace. Well, yeah, he was getting up there. Okay. Wow, yeah. dude, that's a that's a fantastic pull. Well done. Well, thank you very much. Um. Uh, so yeah. So the Looney Tunes, they're trying to train to play the basketball game, and none of them are very good because none of them have played basketball before. So it's like, well, why did you challenge the aliens to play a basketball game? Well, I because I thought I think they said they kind of explained it because like they said, oh, they're small, they they can't jump, they you right. know, so like a game of basketball will be easy for us. But you've never played basketball, so why are you automatically assuming you would be better? I think they thought, well, I'm not good at basketball, but I got to be better than that small little alien who's never heard of basketball. At least I've heard of basketball. That's my advantage. Because if you've heard of a sport, you are automatically better at that sport than someone who has not heard of that sport. Yep. That's why I crowned myself the uh, best archery champion in the the county without ever having picked up a bow and arrow. Because no one in your county has heard of archery. Uh, I haven't asked. I'm just assuming. Okay. Yeah. All right. That seems like a safe assumption. Yeah. And that's a, that's how I choose to live my life. <laughs> and so all the Looney Tunes are like, oh, well, we're bad at basketball. Is is there anybody here who can play basketball? And then just then someone goes, I can play basketball. That's not what the character's voice sounds like. <laughs> Marvin the Martian? Is that you? That's, that's just a voice I felt like doing because I don't remember what this character's voice actually sounded like. And and then, uh, yeah, a female bunny rabbit walks in. Uh, Lola, the introduction of a totally new character into the uh, Warner Brothers universe, the WBU. Right. Apparently, it was originally going to be a previously established female bunny character, but they redesigned her so much that they ultimately just made her a new character. Yeah. So, I mean, it's weird that they introduce this whole new character, but they don't give her anything to do really like it's, it's she literally... doesn't really have any character traits outside of bugs finds her attractive and she is good at basketball that's really it like she comes in and says oh i'll i'll practice and bugs is like oh god god going yeah. and you know hearts in his eyes and floating around his head and like she's really good at basketball and i think that's bugs is like, yeah and bugs is like hey what's up doll and she says never call me doll all right, I'm out of here. And then she just leaves, 
<laughs> assuming that she got the gig. And look, we don't see yeah. her again until like the the big game, really. Yeah, but I mean, she's she's in like uh, like a, a, a cut off top and and basketball shorts, so she's dressed for basketball. So obviously, she's good at basketball, right? Dress for the job you want, right? Uh, so, but yeah, there's not there's really not a lot of character. I mean, I know it's a kids movie, but there should be some character development and all I mean that she thing. should have some sort of trait she should fit into the mix somehow I don't know it it usually doesn't work for me when we have like this classic group of characters and then it's all of a sudden like hey here's this new character they're just as cool aren't they yeah and, you know, no they they're not you know like like when they brought the muppets back and they had walter in there i freaking hated walter <laughs> they always hate you always hate the new guys like when they put in uh, oliver in the in the brady bunch it's like, I right. It's like, yeah. oh, it's like we got a new young cute kid to you can just throw them in his family. It's like, no, I I refuse this. Yeah, no. Yeah, you don't you don't throw in a new cute kid just because Cindy's getting a little older. That's just that's just wrong. That's ageist. Yes. That's right. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So uh all right, so I you know, the 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 tunes are still basketballing, still trying to get their things together. And right. then um Michael Jordan says, well, if I'm going to play basketball here in Toon World, I'm going to need some uni- my uniform from my house. I'm going to need my lucky sneakers because yeah. I'm, not, I'm not wearing sneakers right now. I'm in my, you know, my golf outfit, and yeah. I need my gym uniform. I need my lucky North, uh, North Carolina shorts that I wear right, at every game. He, he would wear his North Carolina shorts from college underneath his professional uniform during his entire basketball career. That was what he did as a uh, good luck charm. Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard of it. I've heard of like you know athletes doing good luck, uh, superstitious stuff like that all the time. Yeah. So it's not too bonkers. So, so he's like, so you guys have to go back to the real world and grab my basketball gear, right? And so like it's Bugs and Daffy, and they they drive up, they go back up to the uh, the real world, right. and like they sneak into Michael Jordan's house. Although I don't know why they have to sneak in. Like, can they just like explain the situation to his, his wife and be like, hey? So we took your husband. Can't you take Michael Jordan with you and have him let you into his house? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, why not just do that? He has his keys. He has a house key. Yeah, I'm assuming. Why do we have to do a B and E? If they're not in his pants, they're at the very least in his car. You know, maybe Wayne Knight has his keys, but. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing. We also see like Wayne Knight. He's, of course, he saw um, Michael Jordan being yanked down to the underworld. So he's like now trying to dig a hole to get uh, Jordan back out because he's like right, you know, because yeah, because like, as far as he's concerned, Michael Jordan has just disappeared into a golf hole. Right, exactly. And uh, as as Jordan goes, so does his uh, career, I guess. So yeah, yeah, he has to get him out back in time for the big baseball game. Right. Uh, Oof. So... <laughs> All right, we're we're almost there, man. We're almost there. Stay with me. Yeah, yeah. So they they they're in Michael Jordan's house and they're trying to get all his basketball gear, but they're, uh, you know, they've, they've got Michael Jordan's bulldog Charles is going after him, and you know, wackiness ensues. And yeah, and at this point, I'm not really taking any notes anymore. Okay. All right, all right, I'll I'll pick it up from you. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I've got like a couple more things, but okay. I mean, they did have a few good lines here and there. Like at one point, it's like Bug, Bugs and Daffy are kind of just having like ordinary discussions as they look for. Uh, Jordan's uniform. At one point, Bugs says, "Hey, did you ever see any money from all 
from our images from all those lunch boxes and stuff. And then uh-huh. Daffy's Daff like, "Not, not a red cent. We're getting, we need new agents, man. We're getting screwed." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's, that's that was something there. That was all it's right." A little meta, you know. It's it's cute. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then of course, as they go through the place looking, for, they find the, they find his gym bag, they find his shorts and his sneakers. Uh, they yeah. wake up his daughter, and the daughter sees them, and she's like, "Oh, they do exist." And but um, but nothing really comes of that because like they just leave with the stuff and. It says, oh, wait, no, no that's not I true. Mean, it, it really felt like this was just in here to extend the running time a little bit. Right. Actually, no, that's not true because, like, the, the dog, the bulldog was about to attack Daffy again, but then the kids all woke up and stopped the dog. So, oh, well, there you go. Okay. Yeah. So the kids know that Bugs and Daffy exist and that they're helping, uh, his, you know, their dad in, uh, in the underworld with, right. <laughs> with the space aliens. <laughs> This sounds like a fever dream now that I say it out loud. It really does. It really does. And, and meanwhile, the other five basketball players who had their abilities stolen, they're having a seance to try and regain their basketball skills. Right. Uh, and uh, the the psychic it just tells them exactly what's happening. Like, I see Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck taking Michael Jordan down down to the netherworld, and I see aliens yeah. stolen your talent and put it in this basketball. And, of course, the that the basketball players don't believe her. They're like, man, that sounds crazy. We out. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. It's just a, a scene that just doesn't really go anywhere, but it added on to the runtime. So. Right. And actually, there was, there was another joke I thought was kind of clever, too, where it's Bugs and Daffy going back to um, to Toon World. And, as, again, they're doing just small talk. And um, I think at one point Daffy was saying, hey, maybe we should name our team the Ducks. How about that? And then Bugs says, that, that sounds ridiculous. What kind of Mickey Mouse organization would name their team the Ducks? Right. Which is, of course, the nod to Walt Disney uh, naming their hockey team the uh, Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Right. Which just right. So they're just. And apparently, there's a reason that they had a bit of the Disney bashing in this movie because when they did Who Framed Roger Rabbit, like Disney produced Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and so they made a deal that they were going to uh, they made a deal with Warner brothers to feature the Warner brothers characters and who framed Roger Rabbit. Right. And, and there were all sorts of conditions like, like bugs had to have the exact same amount of screen time as Mickey mouse. And like Daffy had to have the exact amount of screen time as Donald duck, like even down to the number of frames, I think. Oh yeah. That makes sense. They were both on the same, in the same scenes in the same time. Right. Right. Mm. And, so then they, when they made the, when they made the movie, they were like, okay, well we have a gentleman's agreement and then someday we can maybe use the Disney characters in a Warner brothers film. And so when they were doing space jam, they were, Warners went to Disney and said, Ella, Hey, could we use some of the, the Disney characters in, uh, in space jam? But by this point, Disney was under different management and they were like, uh, no, you cannot. So, oh, damn. So, yeah. So there were apparently some bad feelings there. I I get that. It's like, yeah, you can't just be like, oh, under new management. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But apparently, I guess it was just a gentleman's agreement and they didn't get this in writing, which oh. that seems dumb, but uh, just a firm handshake between two friends. Because, I mean, really, with a, a gentleman's agreement between two huge multinational corporations, what could go wrong? Yeah. They always keep their word. That's right. 
you know, words is that hold up in court. You, we, that, that's all we, we that's all we need. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so apparently the the Warner people weren't too fond of the Disney people because of that. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, yeah, that, that that's not cool, man. That's that's kind of effed up. Yeah, I mean, I'm still gonna keep my Disney Plus and watch Marvel movie shows, but it's, sure, it's still, yeah, yeah, I won't do it happily. <laughs> that's right. You'll you'll be watching it through gritted teeth the entire time. <laughs> oh, Loki! Damn it! Um. All right. So, oh, so at this point, um, Bugs and Daffy go back home to Toon World, yeah. and they walk past um Wayne Knight's character, uh, Stan, and he overhears them saying that. You know Jordan's with them, so he follows them back to uh, the Toon 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 World. Right. Yeah, because we've. I mean, because in a movie with all the Looney Tunes characters of you know Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, and uh, the Road Runner, and etc., we need Wayne Knight in there to provide comic relief. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I yeah, he really did again. It's another character that they just put in this movie. Didn't have much to do, really. No, no, he's just he's just kind of there. And you know, and Wayne Knight's a funny guy. I've seen him be very funny in things. Not in this, but yeah, like he's just. I don't know. There's there's just so many things in this movie that you could just tell was just for a paycheck. Like he's in it just for a paycheck. He's in it. Doesn't have much to do. It's just a paycheck, and it's just like yeah, it just kind of takes away from. Everything. It's like I'm watching a 90 minute commercial for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I didn't expect to say that. I'm just, that is. No, no. I think that sums it up well. It's a 90 minute commercial for nothing. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so like they're, they're kind of unifies the team. They get, they get, uh, they get the uniforms at this point, right? Yeah. They get the uniforms, uh, pump up the jam plays over the loudspeaker. They get yes, it. Does. Getting ready for the big game, introducing mm-hmm. everybody. Lola Bunny, of course, comes sashaying in. All the wolf whistles, wolf whistles. Right. Um, yeah, it's a big old to-do. Oh, there's also one part where there's a scene where, I guess, the commissioner of the NBA says that the season is canceled because the players are sick. And Right. That scene is just there. There's, there's, that doesn't really... Because oh. the five, I guess they're trying to up the stakes. Yeah, but... I guess. They're canceling the entire season because those five players can't play anymore <laughs> that seems hurtful to all the dozens of other people on the teams if mugsy bows can't do it none of us can do it <laughs> but yeah no i guess they're just really trying to up the stakes <laughs> yeah take a take a take a break anthony mason <laughs> or whoever I'm, I'm surprised they came up with that name uh yeah so uh if the basketball game starts they're in uh they're still in uh, Looney Tune Town. That's another thing that I've kind of noticed. I forget if I heard it on a podcast or a friend of mine told it to me. The movie is called Space Jam, and they, but they ne- never go into space. No, they don't. It's, they don't jam in space at all. No, no. So, there, there is, there is no jamming. There is no, there is no spacing. They go into outer space once to establish, you know, the the character of Swackhammer and the aliens, and right. that's it. Everything takes place on Earth. So why That's is true. this called or below Earth? Or yeah. below, yeah, or below the Earth's core. So why is this called Space Jam? I mean, they're playing against aliens. I guess that counts. Uh, sure. 
maybe I I don't know. Oh, don't boy. make me figure out the logic of Space Jam. You know, I apologize. That that's on me. That's that's on me. <laughs> so so they're playing against the Monstars, um, who are, again are you know all super jacked up on all the professional basketball players' skills. All roided up. And they're 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 beating them badly. The the Looney Tunes are not doing too well. Yeah, I think at some points there's like the monsters are actually like punching them in the face. Or just, yeah, it gets it's they do a lot of stuff that's like clearly not regulation. This is true. This is true. Um, I, but I was expecting like funnier sight gags and stuff. But the basketball game, it's not really funny. Not really. It's uh, you no. Know? It is. It is what it is. But it ain't. That's funny. So yeah, and I'd, I'd also expect like characters like Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck to be much shrewder than they are. You know, uh, I, I want to see I want to see like wacky trickster Bugs who who like always makes Elmer Fudd look like an idiot. Yeah, why can't why can't he dress up as a girl bunny and uh, seduce one of the monsters? Yeah, or just I mean, or just do something. You know, you, Bugs would bend the rules more. You know, right? Do you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive when he put on girls' clothes and put it and play a girl bunny. No, <laughs> me neither. I was just asking. Okay. Uh, and scene. Scene. Uh, so, so like the score is very lopsided. It's like sixty uh, something to two, I think. Right. Uh, so it's halftime. Right. Uh, you know, the, all the teams are in their locker rooms trying to reconvene. Of, I guess, uh, Swackhammer, the Danny DeVito character. I guess he flew down from outer space to see this game. And right. so he's there with the team saying, oh, you guys are doing great. You go out there and cream them. And then the monster is like, yeah, yeah, boys, we're doing great. We stole the talent from all the NBA players. And now now we're, we're wiping the floor with them. And, of course, um, Stan, he overhears that. And he's like, they took the players' talents. Oh, I got to tell the fellers. <laughs> 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 but um and he does he does tell the fellers yes and so of course defeated like oh they have all the nba players talent we're never gonna win it's over we we lost and then yeah. of course at this point but michael jordan but just should, then yeah, yeah. Mike, michael jordan should be giving a rousing speech but you know, as we've said before, Michael Jordan's not a great actor. Not well, a great actor, you guys. So even his rousing speech is like, oh boys, it's it's like it's like, hey, come on, man, let's just go out there, give it all we got. Y- y'all doing all right? We we can win this, baby. Come on, come on, man. We 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 got this. Who with me? And then of you know, everybody's like, no, this ain't no. That was not rousing. It, no, it was not. No. Uh... But then, then one of the characters has they they somehow have a stash of what's called MJ secret stuff. Right. Uh, basically, like Bugs Bunny has an idea where he takes a water bottle, fills it up with tap water, writes MJ secret stuff on it, and he, you know shows it to guys like, "Hey, Michael, you forgot to tell us about your secret stuff." And he drinks it, and then right. Bugs Bunny like flexes and he gets all muscly, mm-hmm. and he's he's able to con his friends into believing. That this tap water is some type of, you know, steroid and, you know, right. and it's the thing that makes Michael Jordan so spectacular at basketball. Exactly. It's some like. So, in- so basically everyone is doping up to win the big game. Do you know any other way to win games, John? <laughs> These are our heroes. They are like, yes, let's take this performance enhancing drug. Yeah. Juice up and get out there, man. 
Yeah. Just do it. It's a great lesson for the kids. Yeah. Exactly. Great lesson. Uh so yeah, so uh all of all the all the uh Bugs Bugs' friends, the team, they buy it, they all, you know, chug down the tap water. And then right. I was like, Oh yeah, I feel stronger. You know, it's basically a placebo. And they're like, Oh yeah, I yeah. feel strong, I feel great. All right, let's go out there and get it. And then they start playing better. And then they start like dominating. And we see all these like, you know, Harlem Globetrotter like antics on the they, board. They start catching up to the score, like it's it's like I think sixty six to sixty eight. Yeah, yeah. It gets close. It gets very close. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I think we, we see like a few things. We see a Pepula Pew, you know, before he got canceled. He's, mm-hmm. he's out there. Um, yeah, it was it was 1996, so it was still totally okay to be a, a super rapey cartoon character. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say what I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> But then, so Garrett was thinking, yes, it I, was okay. I was not. I was not. You can't prove that. You can't prove that cancel culture. You can't prove it. <laughs> so, uh, so Swaghammer yeah, well, right in with the horrifying thing that you think Darren was thinking just now. <laughs> yeah, just tweet at us. Let us know. Tweet at us. Uh, Darren, incredible. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Oh boy. Oh jeez. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Swaghammer sees this. And he's like, "What the, what the, what the? How come, how come he's beating you guys? How come you guys? Whoa, 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 whoa. And he's like, "How come you guys didn't get that guy?" And of course, they didn't get his talent because Michael Jordan is a baseball player, not a basketball player. Why would a baseball player have talent at basketball? Uh, I mean, really? Uh, just... See what they did there? Aha! Yeah. Um. So of course, Swackhammer says, "Well, I want that guy." On my, you know, crappy amusement park in in, in the cosmos, and um, so as I think as they, uh, I think they changed the the terms of the deal a little bit, where yeah, Swackhammer says, let's say we raise the stakes a little bit. If uh, Jordan, if you win, then no, the jo- I think Jordan is the one that um, pitches the idea, saying if yeah, if, if I win, all the NBA players have to get their talent back, but, right? But if Swackhammer wins, then you get me. Yeah, I'll go with you into outer space to your amusement park. Right, exactly. And of course, you know, Swackhammer. Because, loves- because as we've learned, like aliens have no idea who Michael Jordan is. So obviously, he'll be a huge draw. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they know the aliens know who the Looney Tunes characters are. So there, it makes sense. But they they have no idea who Michael Jordan is or or that he's good at basketball. So they don't even know what basketball is. <laughs> So, hey, you know, <laughs> hey, you know the sport that you guys never heard of. Well, this guy you've never heard of is the best at that sport that you've never heard of. <laughs> Come look at the really <laughs> tall black man. Oh God! <laughs> Just... Yeah, imagine. Yeah, imagine that on a on a brochure. <laughs> <laughs> Good gravy. So, uh, so now the stakes are raked. So now Michael Jordan is playing for his. Uh, Freedom, apparently. <laughs> uh, well, it, when you put it like that, it sounds bad. <laughs> I mean, he, he is. He is. When you put it like that, and you realize that it's a movie about a super athletic black man playing for his freedom. I mean, it sounds wrong. Is 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 he not? Is he not? That's all. I'm I am. 
He is. He undeniably is. Yeah. I, there's a lot of wrong in this movie. Uh, you know, you think they might have realized this is in one of the story meetings. Yeah, I also like the fact that he didn't even confer with his wife or kids about it. Any of this, he's just no. like, yeah, I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna go. Yeah, no, it, it's very Richard Dreyfus at the end of Close Encounters. He's just like, yeah, I'll go into outer space. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Screw my family. Yeah, I'm going into space. <laughs> I'll be fine. I, I really hate. I can't take another night of mashed potatoes. <laughs> I'm out. This is important. This means something. <laughs> God. <clears throat> All right. So um, they made the deal. Um, Jordan is is doing what he's doing. He looks at the he looks at the bench. He sees that all most of his players are injured, and they need a fifth player in order to right. you know avoid elimination. And um, and and Wayne Knight is just sitting there on the bench. He's like, "Put me in, coach. Put me in, coach. Let me play. Let me play." <laughs> Put him up, put him up. <laughs> I was gonna say that's either the cowardly line you were doing or like Lou Costello. Yeah. <laughs> Jersey's own. Uh yes. Um, so yeah, he's he's like, okay, Stan, you go in there and you you just guard, I think yeah. he said. He's like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> but just then. Uh, well, actually, then he gets injured because, like, I think oh, one of yeah. the monsters sits on him and flattens him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he gets flattened, and then he gets they they puff him up again with the with the uh, bicycle pump. Yeah, and yeah. You, we get that old gag. That's uh, yeah. That's still funny today by today's standards, I guess. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Sort of theoretically. Yeah. <laughs> In theory, this should be funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like what Mike Grubiglio was saying during <laughs> during Don't Think Twice. Like, you know, it it sounds like it should be funny, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, yeah. So Wayne Knight's character Stan gets taken out. So they still need a fifth player. Who should show up? Literally out of nowhere, Mister Bill yeah. Murray. Mister Bill Murray. Well, Bill Murray. I mean, if anybody can access Toontown, it's Bill Murray. I would think. Right, and I will admit I did like the line where Swackhammer sees him and he says, "I didn't know Dan Aykroyd was in this picture." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, "All right, that's funny." <laughs> that was cute. That was cute. Um, and there was also another line where Daffy walks up to Bill and says, "Bill, how how did you get here?" And of course, Bill says, "Well, the producer's a friend of mine. I just had a teamster drop me off." Right, and and this is true because the movie was produced by Ivan Reitman. So there you go. Inside joke, yeah. inside humor. Love it. Right. Uh, yeah, so Bill Murray, he's he's on the team with Michael Jordan and Bugs and uh, uh, Lola. I nearly said Babs, but that's that's the bunny from uh, Tiny Toons. Yes, that's... And I guess Daffy's the fifth, is that right? Uh, yeah, let's say yes. Okay, you know, th- those are the big characters, so... Right, I didn't keep track, but yeah, that's Neither right. did I. Okay. Neither did I. I'm just working on vague memories at this point. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they, they play the basketballs and, uh, I think at this point, um, Jordan noticed that, you know, because uh, Stan got injured because he was flattened and they just puffed him up with a bicycle pump. Like he noticed, oh, that you guys can do that here. And of course they're like, oh, but surely doc, you're in Toontown. You're everybody's right. toony here. And the, which gives him the idea to do what he does, which is to sink the winning dunk by to literally flying through the air. With the mm-hmm. greatest of ease, as yeah. he was wont to do. 
and he he's like he's attacked by the the monsters as he's doing it but he because he's michael jordan he, he stretches his arm like plastic man you like plastic man he makes the basket that way right because you know michael jordan is richard reed at the, at the, or reed richards damn it i fucked reed up. richards damn it i'm yeah. sorry i apologize I don't know who Richard Reed is. <laughs> He's a guy from work. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, how's, how's Richard doing these days? He's all right. He's doing good. He's doing good. That's good. That's good. Doing real good. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so uh, he makes the dunk, and the Toons win. Yay. Game-winning shot. Yay, Michael Jordan. He saved every one of us. He's he's like a regular Flash Gordon, that guy. Oh, uh, if you're rather you know us. Yeah, so they win. You know, uh, everybody rejoices. Pepe Le Pew. Michael Jordan doesn't have to be a slave. That's that's a good thing. That's a plus. Uh, <laughs> that's a plus. I'm glad this movie doesn't end with Michael Jordan <laughs> yeah. being sold into slavery. That would be a doubter ending for your yeah. kids' movie. That, that, it had to be PG-13 after that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, at the very least. Uh, so everybody rejoices. Everybody cheers. Pepe Le Pew kisses Grandma. With how to her consent, I'm assuming. And yeah, um, Peppy, so yeah, let's say. Yeah. yeah. Um, the alien. A word that Peppy has never heard. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's right. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Or he's French, so I guess he's never heard we. Damn. Wow. Shout out to all our French listeners. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, at this point, you know, Swag Hammer's all upset and he's, he berates the aliens. And I think at this right. point, the aliens realize that they're bigger than him now, so they don't have to take his guff. So they just put him on a rocket and shoot him back up into outer space. Yay! And that's, that's the end of Swackhammer. That's, yep. that's his character arc. Yep. Uh, and uh, so at this point, uh, Jordan's like, hey, you guys said you'd give back the talent, the deal's a deal. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they put the talent back into the basketball they become the magic basketball. The magic, yeah. the magic bas- a magic basketball. Where did they get that? That's that's all right. Never mind. That's, I don't know. And, and this is a culture that has never heard of basketball yet. They somehow yes. have a magic basketball. Yeah, that that that's made, impressive. That made no sense. Like, <laughs> wait, an enchanted basketball? You just had this at the? They never explained where they got the basketball from or why it's a basketball. It's right. Just, uh. Mm, uh. All right, so yeah, so the, the, you know this movie, the plot kind of falls apart on closer analysis. Yeah, <laughs> not to mention it, it kind of does. This movie has some story problems, you guys. Yeah, a little, little bit, a little bit. Uh, so yeah, so the aliens go back to being small and, and little and wee, and then they mm-hmm. they talk to the two and saying, "Hey, uh, guys, if it's cool with you, we'd rather stay with you guys here in Toontown. We don't like it back up in outer space." And the, the guys are like, yeah, sure, kid, you're, you guys are loony enough. They bury the hatchet, and uh, everything's cool now, you know, between them. And, and uh, those characters are never seen again. <laughs> never, ever. N- 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 never another Looney Tunes property. Nope. Nope. They're not, they're not in the sequel. I haven't seen the sequel, but, I'm a, but from what I hear, they're not, they don't make an appearance in the sequel. Swackhammer's not in the sequel. This is all, this is your big shot right here. Right, and of course we. It ends again with uh, "I believe I can fly." Yeah, uh, and uh, so then we cut to Jordan seeing the the players that lost their talent. You know, Patrick Ewing, Muggsy Bogues, and uh, Barkley. He gives them their p- talent back through the basketball, 
Uh, Jordan goes back to playing basketball because I guess he's like, yeah. I, I'm well, gonna... I mean, but first he has to make his his baseball game because they say you only have five minutes until your baseball game begins. Oh, that's right. Sorry, I, I skipped. Right yeah, over and that. they 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 go they get in the flying saucer and they 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 come down in the middle of the baseball field and Michael Jordan. Like, well, Bill Murray, did Bill Murray come out and introduce him or was it Wayne Knight? It was Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. It was Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight introduces him and everyone's yeah. like, yay. And Michael Jordan's kids are in the crowd and they're like, see, I told you. Yeah. Because Tunes are real. Yeah. And, the, and, the, the, and the, the mom is like, oh, well, that's crazy. Because she <laughs> yeah. doesn't get much to do either. She's not concerned that her husband was missing overnight or anything. No. It's just... It's just oh there he is he's in that spaceship with the, with the Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck all right right we'll talk about this when we get home <laughs> and, or not I mean who knows or, maybe they they've just got a really trusting marriage I yeah, guess exactly just ask no questions because <laughs> professional athletes they never cheat on their wives wow uh, <laughs> oh boy <laughs> wow this episode is is spicy <laughs> I should just say I have no idea. If if Michael Jordan has ever cheated on any of his partners, I we, we don't we don't have proof of that, but I mean yeah no I I literally have no idea. Maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. Yeah. If you're playing the odds, I mean I don't know the the extent of my knowledge of Michael Jordan comes from this movie pretty much. Yeah, as it and should. his Haynes commercials, as it should, and his Wheaties yeah. and his little yeah. uh, Hitler mustache he had on for a little. Bit. I, I know what what was the deal with that? Where was I, what was the thought process where Michael Jordan was like, you know what? I'm going to bring back that Adolf Hitler style mustache. I think it's one of those things where he thought, well, everybody tells me I'm so awesome and amazing. I bet I could pull this off. I bet I'm the only one awesome enough to pull off a Hitler mustache. And like no one told him no. Even though I everybody should so. told I him no. I guess so. Yeah. That, that, didn't really, that didn't really take. It did not. As it should not have. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, that's a whole nother level of evil when you kill off an entire style of facial hair. It's it's a good thing Charlie Chaplin got that in before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like just right under the wire. I know that guy from yeah. uh, I know that guy from the group Sparks tried to bring it back, but it never quite took hold. Oh, geez, I don't, I wasn't aware of that. Oh, you you should watch uh, the. I mean, I just know because like I saw the um, the uh, what was it the the document the biopic that uh, or the documentary rather that uh, Edgar Wright did about the band Sparks? It's like one of his favorite bands. Of all oh time. yeah, the Sparks Brothers, right? Sparks Brothers, yeah. He had that little Hitler mustache throughout his for a good while, and he he, he tried. He was he was he was out there alone trying to didn't, make it come make come back. Did not work. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. I don't I don't know if we're ever going to reach a point where people are like, you know what, this style of facial hair that's okay again. I I don't see it happening. I think no. it's it's dead and gone. And I don't I don't think it's an attractive enough style that people will be like, yes, let's let's bring that back. Yeah, and that that says a lot about it because even handlebar mustaches made a comeback for a little bit, but not that, right. Yeah. Not, but not that mustache. They were like, I no. will I will look like the dude on the Pringles can before I have a little like little Hitler mustache. Right. It's, that says a lot. It does. I don't know what it says, but it does say a lot. It says something, but I, I don't it know. It says what. something, I guess. Uh, but yeah, and that's that's pretty much the movie, guys. Uh, all the players yeah. get back and, their power. Yeah, and he he goes he goes back to basketball, and you know, and yeah. um, and it just ends with uh, like Larry Bird and Bill Murray watching him play. It's like, oh, yeah. that should have been me. 
And then Larry's like, yeah, hey, you're not good at basketball. And that's when he should have said, well, you're not good at acting, but you're in this movie, aren't you? Boom! Yeah, Ooh, burn. What a, what, a, what a burn that Bill Murray didn't say. But should have. Yeah. And Bill I, Murray's cute in this movie, though. Yeah, he's he's good. Yeah. Everything he's, else. I, I could have done with a little more of the Bill Murray. Yeah, more Murray. Yeah. Uh, everything else and everyone else in this movie. Woof. That's yeah. Not so much. I mean, it's. I don't know. I think I I think I summed it up perfectly when I said it just it kind of it does meander and it's just not focused this movie and again I know it's I, I know like people's defense of it is like oh it's a kids movie but I mean even just because something's a kids movie doesn't mean it can't be well done. Like, yeah, I mean the original Looney Tunes cartoons those are brilliantly done and those are still entertaining today. Um, I'm sure you have like a couple moments here and there that haven't aged so great, but um, oh boy. Oh. But but that's I think that's only natural for something that was made that long ago. This is I mean this is like you know twenty five years later and it does it does not work. Yeah, and it's just like I'm sorry. I know everybody loves Jordan, but he's 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 a, a terrible actor. He just can't do yeah. this. Like I mean I I know like this movie is probably just for like Michael Jordan fanatics that'll see him and no matter what he is and no matter what he does, he's like oh Jordan's amazing. He's the best. You know. I, I I worship at the altar of Jordan, Hal Jordan, but it's <laughs> they almost sound like Hal Jordan. But uh, no, no, you uh, just you saying Hal Jordan after, like minutes after we talked about him trying to bring back the Hitler mustache. I didn't just... I didn't even realize I did that. Wow, my yeah, wow, my, I'm pretty brilliant when it comes to this comedy thing, guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just I mean, unless you're like a, a sycophant over Jordan, you're cool with watching ninety minutes of. Him telling you how amazing and awesome he is, and people going gaga over him. Then maybe this movie's for you if you're somebody who saw this when you were a child and you have beautiful childhood memories of this movie. Yeah, but like if you're if you're like us who are just watching it and just basing it solely on its attributes as a movie, it's it's no good, boss. It, yeah, it's it, it's not good. It's not good. Um, okay, here's here's a weird bit of trivia. That I found on the INBP. It says uh, director Joe uh, Pitka was informed about the project only months before the start of principal photography. In addition to being hired as director, he also revised the script, including writing a scene where Jordan hits a home run after he returns to Earth that was filmed, but ultimately never used. Spike Lee was also interested in helping Pitka with the screenplay, but Warner Brothers blocked him from the project out of dissatisfaction from how he funded Malcolm X. Wow. Did did Spike Lee do something shady to fund Malcolm X? No, I think I mean if you look into the whole history of like Spike Lee and Malcolm X, there's like it's I mean, I haven't seen it, but like all my friends say it's an amazing movie, it's a phenomenal movie. But I think Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, but I think it's one of those things where because it's it was Malcolm X, especially back then, yeah, it, it seemed like a lot of people didn't want to touch it because he was such a controversial figure. So I think like Spike Lee had to go outside the norm outside of like hollywood sort of revenues in order to get it funded i think a lot of other you know like black actors and people helped help him fund it in order right. to make it and it oh so they didn't like that he went outside the system i believe so yeah I, i'll look it up okay. but yeah it's one of those things where he had to like look towards other you know like-minded individuals to get this film funded and he got it funded and i mean to this day people say it's like Denzel's best performance, and it's, it's an amazing movie, and the fact that it never won any Oscars or 
It didn't win any of the big Oscars. It's like a Travis. Right. I I haven't seen it like since it since back in the day since like it came out in the nineties. But I remember it being really good, and and Denzel of course was phenomenal in it. Um, I'm trying to imagine a version of Space Jam that Spike Lee was involved with. Yeah, um, yeah. That's, I mean, he's a big basketball fan. I'm sure he would have written out that whole slavery arc. <laughs> <laughs> Like that, he would have been like, nah. I want to look in on the alternate universe where Spike Lee was involved with Space Jam because I just want to see what weirdness came out of that. Yeah. Oh, here's another. All right. So, Malcolm X, Denzel Washington put up his salary to get the film made. Well, hey, good for you, Denzel. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. All right. So, here's more about it. All right. All right. We keep talking about other movies other than this movie. They are much more interesting than this movie. That okay. is why. All right. So initially, Spike Lee, this is according to IMDb, initially Spike Lee requested 33 mil for this film, a reasonable sum considering its size and scope. But much, So that's, that's a total budget. Yeah. But much more okay. than its previous budget because right. Lee's previous films combined had grossed less than 100 mil domestically. Warner Brothers offered 20 mil for a two-hour, 15-minute film plus 8 mil from Largo Entertainment for the foreign rights. When the film went five mil over budget, Lee kicked in most of his salary, but the financier shut down post-production. Lee went public with his battles, raised and raised the funds from celebrity friends, including Oprah Winfrey, Michael Jordan, uh-huh. and Bill Cosby, to regain control of the project. After a positive screening of the rough cut, Warner Brothers kicked in more funds. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's like one of those things where he he had to, like you said, he had to go outside the system and. But the, okay, but I guess Warner Brothers weren't happy with him. One for going outside the system, and two making it public. Yeah, it's probably the, yeah, yeah, it's probably the public thing. Okay, too, I mean, I can see where they were coming from. I'm not saying that's right, but oh, yeah, I hmm. mean, yeah, Spike Lee's a great director, but yeah, he's he does not mince words. He he he's very yeah, he's very vocal. We'll say. Yeah, yeah, he's it's very his way or the highway. I'm sure. So yes. The quote Limp Biscuit, hmm. My Way or the Highway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, oh, also I saw that um, I think interviewed uh, Joe Pitka about this new, the new reboot that came out on uh, HBO Max uh, uh-huh. and in the theaters. And uh, he's apparently he's not too pleased about it. I think uh, I think he came out saying he's not too crazy about the this reboot. Him saying LeBron James is no Michael Jordan. Which I mean, that sounds like a point in LeBron's favor. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, yeah, that's not really, that's not really a, a bad thing, fella. Uh, yeah, this. I mean, I haven't. Again, I haven't seen the, two the the Space Jam: New Legacy, but I'm hearing not great things about that either. I mean, Le- LeBron James, he he was very funny in Trainwreck. He was, as I recall. He was. So I would say he definitely has more acting chops than Michael Jordan. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is probably the first and only thing Jordan's has been in, right? Well, I mean, he'd done the commercials. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll say yes, because I don't feel like Googling it. Yeah, okay. And, of course, so, uh, uh, Pitka was, looks like he was um, quoted as saying with TMZ, he thought the remake was, was a boring and uninteresting mess. And I'm like, dude, have you seen the one you put out? Yeah, have you seen your movie? Because <laughs> I because it seems like people had this revisionist history that Space Jam was this amazing film, and 
It is not. You just saw it when you were super young and life was carefree, yeah. my friend. And and before you knew what good was. Yes. <laughs> yes, saw it before you knew what good things or good films should actually be. Yeah. Um, okay, I found another couple interesting bits of trivia. Uh, it says, uh, in an interview a couple of years after the film's release, longtime Looney Tunes director Chuck Jones was highly critical of the movie. Jones felt it strayed too far from the source material, in particular, saying that Bugs would never openly recruit others in his battles. Jones further maintained that the bugs he worked on would have single-handedly dispatched with the aliens in short order. Oh. Jones also took exception with some of the film's dialogue, feeling that some one-liners were inconsistent or inappropriate relating to the characters who sent them. Uh, so he would have been like, first base, Bugs Bunny. Second base, Bugs Bunny. Third base, Bugs Bunny. Yeah, exactly. Uh. That's, I mean, that's Bugs, man. Um uh, this is also interesting. Uh, Joe uh, Pitka wanted Michael J. Fox to play Stan, but was overruled by the studios. Jason Alexander and Chevy Chase were also considered. Michael J. Fox? I don't know. Michael J. Fox. Yeah, well, they, they could have gotten some humor out of that. Um, yeah, but I I mean, I guess that would yeah, have been... Uh, all... Well, uh, Pitka had worked with both Michael J. Fox and Chevy Chase on Doritos commercials. So. Oh, of course. All right. I guess that makes but sense. But why, why would they not want Michael J. Fox? No, no, I mean, it's, it's not that. It's just that it would have been a whole different character. Yeah, it would have been. I mean, you could have made a lot of short jokes, I'm sure. Yeah, Jordan, are you trying to tell me you made a time machine out of a DeLorean? <laughs> yeah. Um, there was oh, there was also some stuff about the voice casting on this. Um, okay, uh, here this is on Wikipedia. It says the voice casting was very involved, as Ivan Reitman was serious about the voice actors for the established Looney Tunes characters being far better than Mel Blanc and not just replications. Mm. Uh, okay, first off, that's a stupid expectation. <laughs> you are not going to be better. Than Mel Blanc at voicing the characters he freaking originated. Hey, you know the guy um, that created all this? Be better than him. Yeah, I mean that's that's just dumb. That is a skewed expectation. Uh, it says Joe uh, Alasky, uh, one of Blanc's successors at Warner Brothers Animation, was put by Reitman through a set of auditions which lasted months until Alasky got tired of waiting to be cast and backed out of the project despite. Uh, that his agent was called up by Reitman to bring him back. Uh, uh, the, ca the casting directors originally planned several voice cameos. However, that did not work out. And Danny DeVito ended up being the only celebrity voice actor in the film. And uh, uh, Schwackhammer was originally planned to be a live action character until the very final days of development with Dennis Hopper possibly playing the role due to his friendship with Pitka. Uh, it also says that uh, that role was originally planned to be played by Jack Palance. Jack or Palance. Palance. I'm not sure how, how you say his name. but Oh, Curly? Wow. Uh, yes, that is one of the roles that uh, Jack Palance has done. That's the, yeah, that's, that's all I know him from. But I mean, I guess, again, it would have been a very different movie. I don't know if it would have been a better movie, but it's... I mean, I think the main thing is just like, I mean, Jordan kind of drags this down, movie down a bit, the, the fact that it has all these other basketball players who aren't really actors. That kind of drags it down. Yeah, I mean, it's... I I find that on a in a broad sense, uh, having actors in your movie it tends to be a good thing. Hmm, that's a, that's a bold claim, my friend. Like people who are trained to do a thing are better at the thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you've guys seen the Elon Musk episode of SNL, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, just as, as the basketball players are not good at basketball after their skills are taken away by the magic basketball that the aliens have for some reason. <laughs> that, said, um, that sentence just sounded insane. Well, because it is. Um, it also stands to reason that the basketball players do not have skills at acting. That's right. <laughs> because they are not trained in acting. They do not have a background in acting. They have a background in basketball. Yes, they're basketballings, not, not acting. Yes. They're basketballers. Yeah. So, so maybe just let them basketball and not so much with the acting. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Overall, uh, I made a good call not to watch this movie back in 96. Yeah. And it's again, like Bill Murray has a few moments here and there that are pretty, that are funny, but they're few and far between this. This was. And and they're mostly in the trailer. Yeah. You know, just, just watch the trailer and you see most of the funny things that Bill Murray does. Exactly. So like, if you're like again, if you're a child, you might like this movie. If you're, yeah. if, if you're over, I'm gonna say if you're over the age of, I'll say 15. Any, anybody over the age of 15? That's should, being generous. I'm being, yeah, I'm being very generous. But if I, I would cut it off at like 12. Damn. All right. Uh, Preteens. You know, I if I'd say if you're like a person in their 40s and you're really hard up for content on your SNL podcast then maybe watch the movie, but you'd probably be better off picking something else even then. Probably. Yeah. Probably. And uh, yeah, that's our episode, guys. Thanks again so much for listening as always. We did it. We did it. We got through it, man. We got through it. We lived lived to tell the tale. This one's going to leave a mark, Darren. And dare I say, this podcast, this episode was a lot more entertaining than the actual movie. Uh, you know, most things are. <laughs> Absolutely. And as always, if you could, uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Darren Credible. That's D-A-R-I-N, Credible. Yes, and you can follow me uh, at Trumbull Comic. That's T-R-U-M-B-U-L-L and the word comic. And as always, you can find us uh, wherever podcasts are found. And you can, we're yep. on the Non-Productive Network. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe, donate to our Patreon at non-productive.com. Yes. yes. We would like that. We would like that. And uh, next week, I, I think we're going to have something more entertaining than this. Right. Like, we, we've been to the valley. Now we're going to rise to the mountaintop. That's right. We're, we're going to have our award. We're going to watch a movie that I personally think is very underrated. And uh, because it's my birthday next week, we are going to watch Starsky and Hutch. That's right, guys. We've got through the rain. Now it's time for the rainbow. Starsky and yeah, Hutch. right. Owen. Starsky and Hutch with Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn, others, directed by Mr. Todd Phillips. Jason Bateman. Bateman. Oh, yeah. Bateman's in it? Wow. I haven't seen Bateman's this. in it. I, oh, all right. I haven't seen this movie Have in you a seen while. it before or no? I have, but it was in the theaters and it was when it came out. So I, ha- I haven't revisited it in quite some time. Okay. So this will be good. All right. This will be good. I, I'm looking forward to Starsky E. Hutch. Yes. Starsky and Hutch. Absolutely. All right. Um, yeah, so I think that's it. I, I mean, I, I got nothing more to say after this. I need to, I'm just going to have a, a lie down with the nice cold compress on my forehead after talking yeah. about this film and just try to erase it from my memory completely. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and work through the pain. And, uh, you know, hopefully yeah. I can repair the psychological damage right. uh, that this movie did. I'm going to drink through uh, the pain. By next week. Absolutely. <laughs> by, by next week, we should be back to, we should have our senses about us. And uh, be fully functioning adults again. Well, let's not go that far. Well, yeah. 
semi. I'll have my senses about us. I, I am not and probably will not be a fully functioning adult <laughs> by, by next week's time. That's that's not giving me a lot of time to get my shit together, I, quite frankly. Okay, all right, maybe two weeks. Okay. That extra week, that'll do it. Yeah, by August 8th, I'll have this all worked out. Yep. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, join us next week and see how together we are as people. Uh, But until then, nerds Nerds out! This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com. Thank <laughs> you.